Hello, I'm your host Gillian Semler. You're listening to Let's Talk, brought to you by CityLets. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show for the world of property letting, investment, legislation, personal stories and much more. If you want to get in touch direct, just reach out. Let's talk at citylets.co.uk. Joining me today is Gillian McLeese, Director of Build to Rent at Rating Co. Morning, Gillian. Good morning, Gillian. With Build to Rent still being a relatively new form of housing delivery in Scotland, some listeners may not be entirely familiar with the concept of it. Can you explain the nature of the movement, why it's happening, what it means for the sector? Yeah, so well, well, for me, basically, um, built to rent is just a subsector of your your private rented, your PRS. Uh, it's housing um, designed and built with renting and long term renting in mind. Uh, built to rent is likely to be funded by corporate or institutionally funded uh, investors, and they'll be thinking on a long term hold um, rather than the short term in and out. Um, so these these tend to find themselves attracted to people like pension fund pension funds hedge funds and the like. Uh, it will be professionally managed by operators and operators that will probably be specialist in build to rent. Um, as, so as well as having the the experience of letting and managing PRS, they'll have experience in block management and creating placemaking in communities um, with customer service really at its core um, and amenities there as well. Um, as you pointed out in your question, it is still reasonably new, uh, a form of delivery of housing in Scotland, but it's more common in other parts of the UK. We just have to look at cities like Manchester and London and you can see really what Build to Rent has delivered for, for those cities. Um, and even further afield, Europe, America, you know, it's, it's a firm, well-established asset class and way of delivering housing in, in those countries. Um, and what, what does it mean for Scotland? Well, it's for me, it's really all about numbers and volume and speed. Um, it, there's, there's no secret. I'm not going to say anything that's controversial here when I say we'd have a bit of a, a bit of a housing crisis. We're just not we're not building enough. We don't have enough. Um, and, and, and build to rent for me is going to be a, a huge part of the solution in that. We're going to be, be, to be, going to be able to deliver uh, those numbers quickly and uh, comfortably and they're going to be well managed and they're going to be creating homes for people. Whether it be an investor who is investing within the build to rent sector purely privately or whether it be a combination of resources from public and, and private, uh, we're going to be delivering homes um, and built it in ultimately is, is, is that for me. Okay. Well, there's quite a diverse range in built rent development. So is it a tenure designed to cater to the whole market or which parts of the market is it more suited to? Um, again, built to rent, in my opinion, offers diversity and flexibility uh, across all sections of the market. You, I, I wouldn't really see it as more attractive to one or the other. Um, it's planned and purpose-built and will offer something across all levels of affordability um, and service level. Um, and we need homes across all of these levels, um, whether it be the high-end, high-serviced, high-minute blocks or that we need to ensure that we attract workforces and graduates into our cities or whether it's the quality, affordable family homes that we need uh, within our commuter belts. Built to rent can and will deliver for all of these. Um, 
So I firmly believe that we will deliver success in homes and communities for the people of Scotland via the delivery of Build to Rent across all ten years. Because Build to Rent, it's, it's very unique in its design. In your opinion, what are the key features in creating an ideal model? Yeah, um, I think the, the key thing for me is that it, it is purpose-built with the end user in mind. Um, we're not going through the, the sale cycle of starting off selling and, and working its way down into the rental market. Um, it will dictate, the fact that it is purpose-built with the end user in, in your mind, will dictate the the key features and ultimately the ideal model itself. You know, I could sit here and tell you what I think it is right now, but I think over time that will adapt by what the market needs and wants. Um, but there, there are some criteria I suspect that they will all have uh, to deliver success. Uh, I, I mean, one being connectivity and accessibility. There is no point having a, a huge built to let rent community on the outskirts of somewhere that nobody really wants to live in. So, you know, connectivity and accessibility um, is key. Um, I think for it to be successful as well, there'll, there'll need to be a, a strong PRS market already there. You know, if nobody is renting within that area, then build to rent is never going to be successful. Um, and I think what we've also recognised through some of the schemes that we've got already operational is that there'll be a, a, a younger demographic available within those cities and there'll be strong urban amenities. You know, they, they, they will drive where the schemes need to be. They will decide themselves where the communities where they want and those ultimately will be the successful models within Build to Rent. Okay, well, Scotland's first Build to Rent development was Dundara's Forbes Place in Aberdeen with almost 300 units. What other completed large-scale Build to Rent developments are there in Scotland and who are the main providers of these? Yeah, the, the large-scale built-in developers will be, that will be provided across Scotland uh, in the pipeline across is, across the board. Dundara are still very much leading uh, leading that field, followed by your professional built-in specialists like Moda, Get Living, Platform, and Drum. The, these make up the top five in Scotland as we speak. Um, although there are many other projects in the pipeline considering built-in. That mean that this is a, a an ever changing field. Uh, operationally, we have the mid market variants down at Western Harbour, providing almost two hundred and forty homes. And then, of course, you've got the boutique schemes like Candle Rigs, um, Broughton High, and the Locker and Key, um, bought by Aberdeen, uh, uh, bought Aberdeen Standard, showing the demand is high already. So, you know, it's an ever changing field. And the my colleagues at Retty and Co are having to update our, our, our numbers and our, our built-to-rent pipeline, built pipeline, you know, mm-hmm. twice annually at least at the moment. So Yeah, because this year has been described as a watershed year for Scottish built-to-rent. Why is this? What's currently in the pipeline for Scotland? Um, I think it feels right to call 2019 a watershed year um, because so many of the master plans are or have already progressed um, through the planning system and are even starting to break ground. Um, with interest and understanding of built to rent in Scotland growing and developing, um, investors, central government and local authorities alike, um, meaning we're getting closer and closer to having you know, a, a very successful and active operational built to rent sector. Um, I think it's also important to note that the, the sector has really diversified in 2019 um, with people like Places for People Capital 
um, and the Sigma Fund looking to provide affordable and family-rented family models uh, across Scotland. We're starting to see the, the results as well operationally um, from schemes and the demand for rental homes operating um, under built-to-rent principles. So we can we, we can show the demand is there, mm -hmm. that the high occupancy results can be achieved um, and we'll have low void days. The success and interest of Build to Rent in Scotland means that the Build to Rent pipeline is an ever-changing one, as I've previously mentioned. In Edinburgh alone, there's around 2,000 more units being considered under Build to Rent model. Uh, my colleagues in the research team at RETI and Court are updating the pipeline multiple times a year. Our, our last briefing had the numbers at 7,236, um, and that is up one-third from the previous year in Scotland. So, you know, the, the demand is definitely there within the pipeline. Mm -hmm. Well, Glasgow is clearly leading the way. It's attracting more investment than any other Scottish city. Why is this, given that average rents in Edinburgh are 40% higher and the capital's average earnings also exceed Glasgow? Yeah, I think I think for me it's really just uh, a timing issue. Uh, the demand is high across both cities, um, as is interest from investors and funders, and, and you know the the commitment from government and and local authorities across both cities is there. So it really is just a timing issue. Glasgow has benefited from having um, the availability and access to large sites that they've been able to transact quicker um, and move through the whole process quicker than Edinburgh, um, just making its numbers higher. But as we've seen it and heard at the Build to Rent Scotland Forum this year, um, there is great interest and commitment from everyone. Um, and that's not just for Glasgow and Edinburgh, that's across Scotland as a whole. So, you know, I think the rest of our cities will catch up. It's just really being that they've, they've got off the game quicker, that's all. It's just a timing issue. Okay. Well, at present, built to rent in Scotland constitutes only 1.8% of the PRS household compared to 3% of the UK average. What barriers are impacting investors committing to Scotland? Again, for me, this is just about timing. Um, there is huge growth potential um, in Scotland within the BTR sector. Um, and this means that the factors that potentially could have been seen as barriers um, in the past are just not impacting um, the interest that we're receiving now for investors. Um, the PRT tenancy um, has established itself now um, and the uncertainty of independence um, when you've put that in correlation with the strong housing market that's, you know, Scotland is out outperforming other areas of the UK um, the strong PRS market the, 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 the growing rents, the increased numbers of 16 to 34 year olds and take that into consideration with the chronic undersupply of housing, all of these previously seen barriers just kind of fall away and pale into insignificance um, and so we now find ourselves with investors from around the UK and further afield looking for the long-term security of funding built to rent in Scotland uh, and the, for their funds and the, and the returns that we can offer them and the huge growth potential that's there. Right, well, built to rent developments are often funded by 
public and private sector finance deals. Can you then walk our listeners through examples of funding models that have been used in existing Scottish built-to-rent developments? Yeah, um, for public and private sector finance deals are just an excellent example of the commitment from the Scottish Government and our local authorities to attract investment into Scotland. Um, And that's what we will need to be able to help us deliver the numbers that we need and at the speed at which we need um, housing stock across all 10 years in all locations. Um, we can look at the NHT uh, model that's been up and running now, coming to, you know, the first schemes are coming to the end of their five years, or we can look towards uh, More Homes Scotland to see the success um, of these partnerships and the creations of the LLPs um, for the stakeholders with a commitment to providing professionally managed and professionally managed rental stock um, for homes. Uh, my team at Retty and Co alone currently manage around uh, 500 units across Scotland, working with Scottish Futures Trust and, and multiple councils and private investors. Uh, we're able to provide well-managed homes for our residents and excellent results for our LLP partners. The, the, you know, I think we can hold these up as an example of where this is where this works and this is how we can deliver housing and the numbers for Scotland. Okay. Well, the Private Housing Tenancies Scotland Act 2016 introduced rent controls as well as an open-ended tenancy. I'm aware Lock and Key experienced a 55% churn rate in the first year of opening. Has this increased flexibility and movement for tenants contributed to this churn rate and is this a factor regarding investment decisions? Yeah, I'm... Um, you know, I think it would be naive of me to sit here and say that having a tenant who can give 28 days notice um, is not going to increase churn rate, um, especially in cities like Edinburgh that has such a vibrant and high demand um, for short-term accommodation. Uh, but as any BTR scheme grows and establishes itself uh, within a community, um, as it both creates and adds to that community, um, I think this will naturally decline um, as the transient tenant comes and goes I think we'll find themselves being replaced uh, by more of a home seeking tenant um, and consequently that will reduce that churn rate and as Ed Crockett from Aberdeen Standard pointed out himself um, in the latest Reti Build to Rent briefing the success of Lachlan Cree as a development um, across all of its other KPIs means that it has outperformed even all of their projections. So it really can be used as a stand-up model for investment into build-to-rent, regardless of its churn rate. Reti is very active in mid-market rent developments, also known as MMR, such as Harbour Gateway in Edinburgh. There appears to be many commonalities between build-to-rent and MMR. Can you describe these in more detail? Yeah, so this is probably one of the ones that's going to be one of these constantly debated questions. Um, but for me, um, MMR um, and build-to-rent are one of the same thing. Um, it really is just about putting a different label on affordability. Um, something that I think will change, um, and Scotland's going to lead the way in that. <laughs> Um, they are both institutionally funded, uh, they are both focused on providing long-term hold of housing stock for rent. I think in the past MMR was seen as just simply a delivery method for our Section 75, uh, 
but its swift acceptance by tenants into the blend of housing stock in Scotland means that it is so much more than that these days, um, as we're seeing with examples like Places for People and Sigma, and as you mentioned, the Harbour Gateway development uh, down at the, the waterfront in Edinburgh. Um, my department in Reading co-managed that um, and has a resident engagement and community to be, ra to be rivaled. Um, our tenant sat satisfaction is exceptional, as is our voids, debt and churn rate. Um, and, and it can really be used as an example of how a well-managed and well-funded development can and will deliver success for all of its stakeholders and its residents. The experience we have at this can be used on any development of any size and any affordability level. Um, so I'm not sure really what the difference is meant to be. Um, perhaps someone else can explain that to me. But in fact, if you look at, for me, if you look at more established build to rent markets, what they're doing now in their second and third generation developments is focusing on marketing themselves as affordable and family housing. So in Scotland, we're just really learning from that and getting there faster. Um, I think those who are investing in, in build to rent and MMR see those similarities. Um, and as to us delivering it on the ground, we just need to stop labelling it differently, really. Right. <laughs> um, you know, for yeah, they're, for me, they're, they're one and the same thing. Now, well, you have a background in student accommodation, in particular, fresh student living and CRM students. You've made comparisons to purpose-built student accommodation, known as PBSE, and build to rent. What are the similarities and what can we learn from the already well-established PBSE model? Yeah, um, I th you know... Again, it's, I'm, I'm not saying anything new here when I say the, the, the similarities between the two are, 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 well, are, are well documented. You know, they are purpose-built, they are, you know, institutionally funded, they are really setting themselves apart based on customer service and amenities and, and service levels and, and really looking to achieve something new for the market. So, you know, I think the similarities are there. Um, I think it's just really the purpose built has been doing that for longer. That's really all the all the difference is. Um, you'd be hard pushed now to find people who don't know what purpose built student accommodation is. You know, but that that wasn't the case when I started working there. Mm -hmm. You know, you were having to explain the concept of purpose built student accommodation and how that was going to deliver success for the students in the market and you so you're you're explaining the concept as well as the the product and I kind of feel that that's where we are with build to rent now mm -hmm. um I think people who work in it understand the benefits and are seeing the benefits it's just really about getting that out there now um and as advocates uh, with of the sector build to rent you know we need to be talking about it more we need to deliver and show the results um and build to rent will start to deliver the successful outcomes for the housing market that purpose built student accommodation delivered for the student market. Um, yeah, for, for me, they're, this, the commonalities are similar. That's great. Listen, thank you so much. I know you're very busy, so thank you for coming in. Great. Thank you, Gillian. I'm Gillian Semler. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to the Let's Talk channel on all the usual platforms, including Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as on cityletscouk forward slash podcasts. And also let your friends know where to find us. 
Let's Talk is a dedicated property show providing insight into the world of property letting. More information on today's show can always be found on our show notes along with this podcast. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's talk at citylets.co.uk.